Welcome to the third episode of the Hooniverse Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Jeff Glucker, and no, I did not wear my scarf here today, despite arriving at the Podcast Palace in a Beetle convertible. I do have a little bit of a cold, though, so please excuse me. With me once again, from his European voyage, is my co-host extraordinaire, Blake Z. Wrong, who is fresh off a plane from Amsterdam, and he's brought a friend. Jeff Jablanski from BBC Autos is joining us. He owns a GTI and an M3, so... He's fairly interesting, but half a douche. Let's start talking about what's going on, but before the gentlemen say hello to the world. Hi, and also, I think the GTI makes you kind of a douche, too, so, you know, <laughs> sorry about that. Well, this is a room full of Miata owners. That's so, true. You know, mm. uh, he's got an SI, so he's even more... Right, I had to jumpstart it today. <laughs> oh, boy. To get it out of the garage. <laughs> what fabulous press car was blocking your driveway? Uh, nothing. I'm, I'm oh, playing host to my buddy's Firebird, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Nice. Um, but let's dive into what's going on in the automotive world right now. Uh, Geneva is pretty much upon us, so what do you guys think about Geneva? That's what I thought. Next topic. Blake, you have something cool going on. You are going to interview the designer of the C7 Corvette. I'd like to hear more about that. Please yeah, go. I'm, I'm going to interview uh, Kirk. Oh, his last name escapes me. I think it's Brennion. And, uh, uh, interviews off to a good start. Yeah, okay, yeah, that'll be good. I'll, I'll be sure to figure that out before interviewing on Friday because at the Peterson Museum is going to be the 60th anniversary of this car called the Chevy Chevette. Oh wait, that's not it. No, it? that's not yeah, it. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> um, yeah, the Corvette celebrated its 60th anniversary, and they're going to throw the a little, Chevette Stingroy. The, the, the yes, <laughs> the Chevette America. <laughs> So the Chevette Scooter is going to be celebrating its 60th anniversary, and they'll have an auto show that will have fabulous guests at this very expensive gala. That will, they ha- will they have a Hawaiian shirt booth? Yes, they'll, they'll have a place where you can buy Tommy Hawaiian. Bahama you can, you can auction Hawaiian shirts from Craig Jackson himself. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going to ask this? i got to ask like what kind of questions you're going to ask the designer of the C7. Well, Auto Week already did an in-depth interview with him in our February 18th issue, if you want to pick that up at all. Uh, New stands so they're just kicking you so, a shit article just because someone said, please interview him again? <laughs> hey, why not, right? Um, <laughs> no, I'd want to talk to you No, I do want to talk to you about because, you know, the, uh, the C7, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people say, oh, it looks like a GTR, it looks like a Ferrari, whatever. But, you know, he's got some, he's going to have some good points about that. And I'd like to ask him about how they're going to uh, appeal to make the Corvette attractive to an audience that doesn't wear Hawaiian shirts. None of us are wearing Hawaiian shirts, even though Jeff and I oh, are somehow. We are, you can't see this, but we planned we planned this out for three months, and we we're now wearing the same shirts. Other Jeff, I'm I'm just wearing a yeah. T-shirt. Jeff Jeff is wearing a blip shift shirt. <laughs> blip shift. Blip shift. Blip right shift. I did say that. Sakes. I did say that. The beer. It's a big um, well, I saw the Corvette at launch, uh, press launch right. in Detroit, and right. I gotta say, I'm a bit. I think it looks friggin' awesome. I think it looks uh, great too. Yeah. You know, I think it, they needed to push it. And they pushed it. And yes, there's a little bit of Viper. There's a little bit of Ferrari. But you know what? You can say the same thing about pretty much every single car made on the planet today except for maybe the Wyra. Uh, there's a little bit of everything in everything else. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, say that it is again. how you say pronounce it. it. Say I said it, it correct. Say it. Wyra. Nice. Wyra. You sound like a 90s supervillain. Wyra. You sound like a Batman Superman Adventures villain. The Riddler in his Wyra. <laughs> uh, but when I saw it, you know, the pipes are a little exaggerated out back. Right. Uh, the Stingray badge is kind of bitching. Uh, the fact that they brought it back is pretty mm-hmm. awesome. That is the base car. It makes 450 horse. And now there's rumors that they're even doing a model below that, which is crazy. I, I, think, it look, I think it looks good, and then I can't wait to see the Z06 and ZR1 versions, because they're probably going to be amazing. Right. 
Exactly. And, you know, the GTR is um, just wildly popular among all demographics. You know, young people want one, they can't afford it. You know, old people who can't afford one, they probably do have one. So, you know, if the Corvette plays the same out with its, you know, combination of value and just, you know, outright speed, and now the fact that it actually handles and drives really well, then it definitely deserves to fit in that crowd as well. And the interior looks good. <clears throat> and the interior looks great, yeah. Oh, yeah. It has an interior. I forgot about Speaking that. Speaking of cars that don't, though, so we just. I just mentioned that I think everything looks like everything else. Now I'm going to switch gears and talk about things that don't look like anything else, but I think are making a comeback. And I'm talking about wagons, bitches. Wagons. The thing that caught my eye most for... uh, Actually, it is going to be at Geneva, so we do know one car that's going there. The Bertone-bodied Aston Martin Rapide wagon is the stuff that idiots like me dream about in their sleep. I mean, and so... Now we've also seen the Porsche one before it, and then, you know, maybe the Cadillac CTSV a couple years ago. A lot of journalists freaking love this. We love wagons, but we're seeing more of them, and I think that bodes well for us wagon lovers. Oh, it's fantastic. Do you look at that? That's that's like poster car material. It's absolutely beautiful. That is is some naughty poster car material. I (laughs) I don't want to get dirty, but you're right. You can you can be dirty. That's fine. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I mean, anytime you start with an Aston Martin Rapide, you're off to a good start. Right. It's one of the better looking sedans, even though the the new redesign the, is sitting in the back seat is akin to a legal torture. Right. But it doesn't matter. You'd be like, I'm in an Aston Martin. This is so much fun. <laughs> uh, but then you get a wagon version, and oh, whew, I, I can't even I can't even think of words. I'm getting like tingly and shaky. I think they need to rip rip out the back seats of the uh, Rapide wagon and just put a gun rack in there. Or turn them around and have rearward-facing seats. Bang, I win. And in the in the glove box should be dispensers of Crag and Moore. I think that actually is that standard should be an on option. Aston Martin. Little, little if tapping. you get the if the, the repeat S, I think comes with that. It's gonna come with those little European like exactly one milliliter shot dispensers. <laughs> Damn bastards! Give us alcohol. <laughs> Seriously. Speaking of alcohol, we'll take a quick break to mention what we're drinking tonight. Blake. Tell us what you brought. Uh, Kona Brewing Company Big Wave Golden Ale. It's actually it's really you know nice and smooth. It's got a good hoppy taste to it, but it's not overwhelming, and uh, it's pretty good. And because I drink good beer, I started with the Pliny, and now I'm on a Dogfish 90. <laughs> uh, so moving on, because he's wagons, a So wait, I mean, before actually before I move on, what do you guys think? I mean, wagons are making a little bit of a comeback here, minor comeback. I think little is the right way to. Play. I think it's little, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, wagons will have made a comeback if here's 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 how you'll know. Here's how you know if Mazda brings the Mazda Six wagon over, wagons are back. I'm calling it right now. They're they're kind of on the fence about that, aren't they? they that's the thing. They're on like, the yeah, fence. A little on the tipping point. They're on the fence, it? and they don't have a big enough market share to be like, oh yeah, we'll just bring a wagon. Screw it. I think like, Chevy could bring a cruise wagon, sell five of them, be like, yeah, we're fine. Mazda would be like, we need to sell wagons. Oh, yeah. Well, Mazda does need to sell wagons. They, they need to sell they, cars. And it'd be a good-looking wagon. <laughs> and imagine... So, and, and now I'm getting way into the journalist side of, ooh, I'd buy that if I made any money as a journalist. 2.2 liter Sky Active. I mean, <laughs> journalist dream car. Mazda 6 wagon. <laughs> if they make it in brown. Guys, it's still a recession. Right. still a recession. we got to keep um, our dreams. we got to temper <laughs> our dreams here. So, circling back around, we all... Don't give a shit or know what's going on in Geneva because we're jealous that we're not invited. We are going to New York, though, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Everyone here? Yeah. Uh, anything? I don't even know what's happening in New York. New I'm just, Cadillac I booked my hotel. Yeah. New Cadillac CTSV. 
No, CTS. 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 And so I saw a picture of that, and it looks kind of like it was jealous that the ATS had better lines. It's trying to like comb over its hair to look like an ATS. I'm not in love with what I've seen so far. Comb overs. Cadillac owners know a lot about comb overs. Right, they do. I, I don't know. Any thought? I've, have, you, have you guys seen early pictures of it? I've seen the early pictures, and you're right. The comb over, it's, it's trying <laughs> to look so young. Yeah, you know, it's got this little brother, the ATS, yeah. with these sharp lines that, that go back to the original CTS. So right. The CTS right. came out with the sharp lines. Exactly. Um, but it should, if anything, it, it should probably drive pretty well. It's got the front end that looks like the CN. You can totally know, tell it looks like the CL, sorry, the convertible. You know, the big, ooh, I think awesome you're, ooh, convertible. I think you're pushing it. No, well, the, the, the gross shape. Like, you know no, how like, it's kind of recessed in a bit? I, maybe. i got to give it a look, another look after you say that. Because of course, these are like 20-pixel blurry Right, no, of like course. A I mean, start back be, or something. In my, <laughs> in my head, if it looks a little bit like the CL, I'd be all over it. And I didn't see right. that at first. So I'd like to go back and look at it. Because if there's a car, any car that Cadillac should make to, again, appeal to journalists that will sell <laughs> seven of them, it's the Cadillac CL. Because that thing is... Uh-huh. And I hate to use this term, but that thing is friggin' sex on wheels. Yeah. That is yeah. exactly what Lincoln should make. Lincoln should steal the CL and make it and be like, hey, Liter- literally what? pull a heist and repel from say a helicopter. The town car is back. And then they call it like Center. the MKTC and everybody be like, fuck this car. <laughs> the Scion MKTC. Um, so, anything, uh, I don't even know what else is going on in New York. I'm sure we're going to see some new hot dog vendors. Pretty much good, you know. Grilled I'm cheese, sure there'll be some cheese. good parties. Yeah, probably. <laughs> My my train from <coughs> Newark, New Jersey will be annoying. Yeah. Um, I leave on time. I took a train to Newark, New Jersey. It's pretty bad. It's pretty terrible. <laughs> so forget about all that stuff that's going on in the automotive world. We're going to talk a little bit what's going on in our own garages right now. Uh, Blake, you yeah. are driving a Cadillac. Speaking of Cadillac, Cadillac nice transition. Standard of the world. Nice transition. What do you think of the ATS? Tell us the engine, the drivetrain. What are you doing? Oh, it's wonderful. I, I really like, really, really, really am going to become a fanboy for the ATS. Um, first off, before I get accused for biased journalism, I'm not on a take from Cadillac, but there are some serious flaws with that car. All right, I'm driving the ATS four-wheel drive one, which is not really the preferred one because I've driven the rear-wheel one, and it's just you know incredibly nippy, and you can throw it around in... In a way that you don't really expect from a Cadillac, but you the, did learn how to drive Cadillacs at the school. So that, that is true. You yes, are a yes. pro now. I, I am a professional Cadillac reviewer. You can you can just fling those things yeah. around like the Dickens. Yeah, I, eleven tenths all the time, all day, every day, up to four hundred five. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's the four wheel drive one, and it's got the two point T turbo and a six speed automatic. So it's an interesting combination. But the um, first off, the flaws are that. When when you stomp on it and you kind of let it off the throttle, the the engine hangs in its, oh, its revs. It hangs in its revs. For it does that. It's like, and it sounds like honestly, it sounds like a Hyundai Accent with manual I drove like last year. So it's awful, and the transmission is very fast. But is it? Yeah, the transmission's pretty fast. It's, it's not. It's not like the eight speed in the BMW three series, and the paddles are great. They're real metal. I love wait, wait. them. The the BMW three series is an eight speed. Yeah. God, what the yeah. fuck is going on with cars? Oh, the eight speed's pretty great. It, it shifts like I can't wait for the nine speed in the Evoke. Let's honestly, hear, but, yeah. yeah. But sorry, hey, go, the more gears the better. Honestly, we'll, we'll get up to we'll get up to semi trailers. How's with, the like, Q? Does it have gears. Q or no? It has Q? Of course, it has Q. And all right, I, I have no experience with Q yet. I'm the Q? last journalist to touch Q. You're the last person to hate on Q. But honestly, no, no, to touch it, I haven't even seen it. Q is it's 
obviously one thing in its infancy. Infancy, like you can't expect it to do great things. You're like expecting a baby to pass the LSATs with the Q. Yeah, but I get in that car if, if like when I first bought an iPad and if it didn't do great things, I'd be like, this is the dumbest piece of shit I ever bought. Well, well, you know, you did you have a 3G? No, I have, 3G? I have a Wi-Fi iPad and it's still so awesome. If you use like a iPhone 3G, it sucks. But if you use like a new iPhone 5, it's gonna be great. Unacceptable. What? Enough about the Cadillac ATS. <laughs> We're taking a break because Blake obviously needs to drink a, a little bit more of his beer. We'll be back in a minute. Thanks for listening. So, enough about your Cadillac. We're back from break. We've refueled our beers. We're now on camera, which is a oh, little God. unnerving. Because matching plaid. It's right. a little unsettling. I told, oh, the Delta told you it wasn't wearing any Ladies. Um, so let's go on to my car because I'm driving something. It's always you, 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 isn't it? Jeff? Something special this week. Uh, it's the Volkswagen Beetle convertible turbo. Stop right turbo. There. Stop right there. Is it brown? Isn't it brown? We talked about this before the show. No, it's red and with a beige top, and it's essentially a GTI drop top. That's a big thing to say about the GTI. Coming, it's, coming from you know, but. I think you would agree with me because the motor in it is fantastic. The noise it makes, the uh, the it just it pulls hard. It, it it's really surprising. I expected to get in this car and be like, "This is embarrassing. Why am I doing this? This is embarrassing. Why am I doing this?" And it's unfortunate that cars have those kind of stereotypes and gender assignments and sexual assignments, but. That's life, and that's, says, that's kind of what you deal with. Says the guy that got caught off for driving a red Miata. You have a Miata, you want a Miata, and I'm in a Volkswagen <laughs> Turbo Convertible. But, and I, I'm, I'm kind of enjoying it. I'm kind, I love the fact that I can pull up to a stoplight, look over to the guy next to me who's probably in a lifted Tacoma or like a 300C last gen V6, <laughs> and he'll look me over and be like, "Look at this pansy, gone." <laughs> In a roar of turbo exhaust growl, and it sounds awesome, and I'm probably giving him the finger out the window because he shouldn't have looked at me that way, and it was probably a hate crime. Uh, But I I don't know. I'm I'm really enjoying this car more than I should. Maybe that says something. You know what, dude? Be shameless about it, honestly, because I kind of like the new Beetle. It looks better than the last one. which is Way better. Way Way better. better. And um, honestly, like those retro, if you've seen the 50s, 60s, and 70s version, I'm waiting for them to do an 80s one. To me, that's a, I, BBS I haven't seen That's <laughs> awesome. That'd be sweet. I haven't seen those yet. Me neither. They sound cheesy to me. Yeah, but they look fantastic because okay. I love the, like, you know, the steel, the, the chrome dog dish hubcaps on the gold one, on, right. on the uh, 50s one. I just want them to build a Raphael Orlov version so we can do the Baja version. A Baja bug, yeah. yes. I want a Baja convertible turbo. Straight from the factory. Yes. Yeah. I will go pick that shit up in Mexico with an, tomorrow. With NRA stickers on it. <laughs> SCCA, old school, whatever, I don't yeah. care. Open face helmet, and I will be crying <laughs> with way, joy way. as I cross the border. Mostly because I'm happy I cross the border. Yeah. Um, so, you know what? Enough about new cars. Uh, I'd like to talk to you. We brought it up last time. Right. You got a special delivery in the mail, some yes, Fat Cat suspension. I even remember the name of it. Oh, Fat Cat Motorsports. And yeah. I know you got it installed. Yes, I did. So why don't you take us on that journey? I installed it with my friend Corey, who has a '94 uh, Miata. And um, yeah, no, it's um, this Corey, is Corey, friend of Hooniverse. Yeah, good friend of Hooniverse. And uh, this is like my fourth time mucking around with the suspension, and it's so hopefully be the last time because. Let's face it, playing with the Miata suspension is awful. 
It's um, you have to. It's a double wishbone up front. The rear, the rear, like a, a corner in the back takes like ten minutes, which is great. But the rear, you gotta undo the steering knuckle, lift that up out of the way, and then you have to step on a lower control arm, then push the upper control arm down, and then push the entire shock down and then outwards without nicking the fender, and then probably hitting yourself in the face a couple dozen times. Didn't Corey kick you? Corey kicked me in the head a couple times. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He kicked me in the head a couple times when I was undoing the steering knuckle, and he was stepping with his size 11 Nike, I'm estimating, on the top control arm, he's and he slipped. Well, he's, not, he's not very big. He's not that big, but, you know, okay, fine. We'll give him a size 9 to be generous. Right. So, and then his foot slipped and hit me in the head a couple times. You know, it happens. Yeah. So, the suspension is in. Yeah, it took us five hours, if you were wondering. Uh, all four corners. Yeah, all four corners, five hours, plus, cool. a, plus a pizza and beer break. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, uh, I gotta say. Uh, how is it? Um, fantastic. First of all, it's actually it doesn't look like a monster truck anymore. So <laughs> it's it's like about an inch. inch I don't think half. anybody confused it for a monster truck, especially with that blue stripe. Yeah, you know that's true. <laughs> well, you know, I heard that's going to be Gravedigger's new paint job. Yeah, sure. But um, Captain America. So I'm making fun of you when I have a. Beer I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, I thought you were being complimentary. No. Everyone loves that stripe. I do love um, the wheel, but that's yeah. Oh, Go ahead. It wasn't me. Um, for the stripe. So, yeah, it's like it's like maybe an inch and a half, two inches lower than stock. And there's still like like two fingers, a finger, finger and a half of gap there. So like, so like an inch, probably, of wheel gap. So it's not like hella flush. I'm doing the best I can right now to not make finger and gap jokes. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> So it, it drives so fantastic. Happy. It drives <laughs> fantastic. It, it, so it's not just it's not just more responsive, but it's also more comfortable. It's way more comfortable. Because I read your article on Auto Week, yeah. which was a great article. Thank you. Um, and uh, I can drive it up to four hundred five without flying without out of going my seat. Out of your seat. Yeah. and it doesn't crash. It's very well damped. It rolls like a well, like a degree more on twisty roads, but you know that's to be expected because my last setup was just like just punched. I mean, plus oh, and I sold the last setup for three hundred bucks. Oh, to some poor bastard. <laughs> also, I mean, you did graduate from a Cadillac driving school. That is true. Yes, so, I, am a, I, mean, I am a licensed You probably make Tenor Faust look like a pussy will. I am. I am a very famous automotive journalist. <laughs> I'll have you know. All right. So, so <laughs> enough about your Miata because I want to talk about American Muscle for a change. Uh, I recently had the pleasure to borrow a fairly well-known car if you're a regular Hooniverse reader. Uh, it's a... It's a White 1969 Pontiac Firebird. And the reason you'd know it is because my buddy Tom bought it. I helped him buy it. He's had it for maybe a year or two now. Um, and he's finally doing a little bit of love to it. So what we did is we borrowed it from him and we filmed it. And it's going to be on the next episode of The Hooniverse. We may have done a burnout or two. We may have had Great. some fun with it. We we really got into it and it... it the video isn't necessarily about the Firebird specifically. We interviewed Tom about his car history, about what he wants to do with the cars, and he does have some goals for the cars, which, if we're lucky, might make it into a next show. Stay tuned to that. Teaser. But the real point of the video that we shot with Zach Clapman from The Smoking Tire, who's sitting to my right, because he's the producer here. Hi, Zach. Um, was about... Why owning and driving a classic car is awesome. Right. And so, necessary. Very necessary. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's a different type of feeling out on the road. You, you're you not... You know, I, 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 I'm very fortunate to drive a shit ton of new cars. And I love that. I, I love... I actually love new cars. I am a co-founder of the Hooniverse. 
and I readily admit that I love new cars. Love yeah. them all. New cars are great. But my heart and my passion and my soul lies with old cars. I, I There's so many old cars that if I could shove into a 300-car garage, wouldn't be enough. So when, I, when my buddy, my good friend Tom, hands me the keys to his 69 Firebird and says, hey, have fun. Do a good job. <laughs> I was like, yeah. all right. Cool. So you know what the first thing I did? Burn I out. snapped his e-brake cable. Oh, lovely. <laughs> trying to do a burnout, weren't you? Nope. Yeah, sure. Nope. Trying, to, trying to slide around a corner? Before we even got started, I, we went to get coffee because Zach was tired because he had a very long weekend. So we pulled <laughs> into a coffee bean because it's California and Starbucks sucks and coffee bean rules. Yeah. Local references. Plug. Uh, <laughs> pay us money. Um, so I pull in and I put the e-brake on just because, you know what? Old car. Let's be safe. Right. Even though the car's fine, let's take – and I push it to the floor. I get back in the car after getting my delicious iced coffee from Coffee Bean, mm-hmm. the hazelnut. Perfect. Everyone there was so friendly. You get on the crushed <laughs> ice? Yes. It's a great deal, too, for like $1.29, right? For but I get in the car, and, I, and my head goes to, oh, how do you get the e-brake off? You push it off, and it'll come back off. Push right. it to the floor, it'll release. Right. You know what I did when I pushed it to the floor? I pushed harder. You know what happened then? It went clunk and oh, snapped. It was like, oh, there's a, there's a manual handle release. Nice. So nice. we taped it up because the <laughs> e-brake cables were dragging underneath the car. And this is five minutes <laughs> into our video. We haven't even started shooting yet. We're not even on location. Location's twenty minutes away. Right. But we did. We had a great. We had a great time with the car. Nice. I phoned Tom on the way back, like because he, he texted me. He's like, "Hey man, how's it going?" He's like, "Great." I snapped your e-brake cables. And he said, "You know what? No problem. I can't wait to see the video." I was he was like, that is a priceless part. That is a numbers-matching car. Now it's not anymore. Actually, it technically is a numbers-matching car, but it's not a very it, – it needs some love, and we're in the process of, of getting it there. Right. Speaking of classic cars, though, well, I'm, I'm going to get in – I'm going to change topics here because I'm going to bring up something – a project that I'm working on that I actually haven't spoken about yet on Hooniverse. Okay. And I will be soon. Uh, I am – I recently filmed an episode of a brand new classic car show called American Detours. It's a brand new web series uh, hosted by an insurance company uh, called American Collectors Insurance. And okay. so the premise is classic cars on classic roads. Will they insure my Miata? Uh, they might. They do project cars. Classic. Well, it's it will be. Classic. It will be. Um, Hopefully. You probably have to drive it a lot less, though. So... <laughs> I flew, now new I flew to the western side of Louisiana, probably four hours away from New Orleans on the Texas side. And I spent a week driving classic cars on the Creole Nature Trail. Nice. I ate way too much fried food. I tried <laughs> Boudin, which is amazing. And then I also made a complete ass of myself by wearing a Mardi Gras outfit from the 70s, which looks like it was for women but it was actually for the king of Mardi Gras. And they let me wear this priceless, vintage Mardi Gras outfit. I look like an asshole. It was my idea. No, you looked like Mardi Gras. You were Mardi Gras. You were just a king of Mardi Gras. I embodied Mardi Gras, not the... Not the titties and beads Mardi Gras, the real Mardi Gras. Yeah, with the masks. And it was Mardi Gras when you wore this, right? No, no, I wouldn't. No, no I, it was just a regular Tuesday. Tuesday. No, yeah, well, yeah, no, it was. It was we were probably a couple. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we filmed in January, and Mardi Gras was in, in, like, recently. Right. Last so, week. Um, but the cars, I want to talk about the cars. We okay. Drove, because I'm actually excited about this series to go on. They brought me in in the second episode. I'm going to be in there for the third episode, and I'm actually in there for season two as well, which air or which films later, and the series airs sometimes in April. We'll keep you updated as that goes. But the cars we drove. 
So the first car was a 63 and a half Ford Galaxy. And the owner was a cool dude who spent time in the military, loved the car. Uh, he was friends with the people who owned the car. And then the owner of the car died and the owner's son said, you know what? The only person he ever wanted to give it to you was you. And he bought it from them like when he flew back from service to buy the car. It's, it's, it's yeah. a crazy, crazy story. Uh, a week before I drove the car, he redid the brakes. Good. He re- he needs did, did to he, redo the brakes. Holy <laughs> shit! Did he redo the e-brake cable? <laughs> I did not break this e-brake. e-brake. Uh, he did these brakes so that essentially there were there were issues. The car was beautiful. He made the throttle pedal extra heavy, which I didn't love, but right. I'm glad he told me. Fine, got used to it. The car is excellent because it's a little bit of 63 it's a little bit of 64 and it's actually kind of a rare year for the galaxy um but the brakes i'm glad i drove it first before my beautiful female co-host who's not a car person right so i drove it and i said just so you know i'm trying to explain to her non-car ways but i'm saying the right front brake will occasionally (laughs) just turn on and the car will want to go that way so then if you turn hard left right and then let go of the wheel, it will shoot to the right like the fastest steering wheel you've ever seen. So I drove it, and we did all right, and she got in the car, and she did fine. Then we did a, a shoot, uh, another driving shot a couple days later, and we almost hit a bridge <laughs> with those the are, owner watching. Those are kind of I was this close. I was, it was, we have a video camera on, so I can show it. I was this close to grabbing the wheel, and I never want to grab the wheel from anybody because I'm not a driving instructor. But I was right. this close to grabbing a, non- you're a, a manual steering wheel. Right. And, no, it was more about the fucking car. Like, let's save the car. But I didn't, and she and she muscled it out and pulled it into that parking lot. And I was like, so that was good. <laughs> so, yeah, she's like, yeah, man. She's like, oh, those brakes aren't that great. I was like, yeah. yeah. So, this, so the other car we shot was a car that this guy bought for his wife. And when I tell you what it is, you're not going to be very excited. Okay. It was a 71 Mustang. No, no, actually, that is the original Eleanor. Well, yeah, yeah but it's not, it's not a beloved Mustang. So when, after I got up close and personal with this car, and it's a work in progress, it was in pretty good shape. They actually found it with 13,000 miles on it. And he wouldn't tell me the price he paid, but he said he stole it, and I believe him. Right. Somebody just wanted to get rid of it. It needs a little bit of body work, but light, light, light body work. And their son is going to school for that. Nice. So, body work? Yeah. So free labor. Nice. Um, <laughs> That's what parents are for. The drove nicer than the Galaxy. Because okay. the brakes work. Right. But it also, it, I mean, it was just, it was a really nice cruising car. It actually looked kind of cool from the outside. It was almost, it was almost like a blend of a notch and a fastback. Because 71 was a really weird year for the I Mustang. I really like it. Well, it was later years. It's yeah, different, like and I'm, maybe collectors are going to get onto it in a little bit. But Especially after they're not this there podcast. Yet. Yeah, right. Uh, 71 Mustangs. Yeah, through. Barrett Jackson, watch out. <laughs> so... I, I really enjoyed that 71. It was a great experience. It was a great experience exploring not New Orleans, Louisiana. Because like the whole, actual... Is it kind of backwoodsy? Like... It's very friendly country people. Okay. Like, That's crazy friendly. Yeah. Like, welcome. The local paper came and did a story on us because they were so happy we were shooting there. Uh, and <laughs> This boy's from California. Look at that. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, oh, Beaumont, Texas. Um, no, uh, no the, everybody was crazy friendly... 
the cars were awesome. The car owner was awesome. He had a cool story. His wife was cool because the Mustang he bought for her. Right. Um, they were just happy to be there, and we had a great, great, great time doing it. And I'm going to shoot more episodes, and we're going to share them on the Hooniverse as they come. Where's it going to air online? YouTube. It will. It's it's going to be a web series to start. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, so I, I mean, we'll tell everybody more on the Hooniverse as it goes. I just wanted to use this as a first introduction point for the series. Nice. Enough about cars, though. This is the point in the podcast where we try to diverge from cars, even though we come back to cars. Right. You just got back from Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. You yes, just spilled some mother effing beans on what went down. Because you met, uh, you already knew Auntie. Oh, yeah, yeah. You already I, knew I, Auntie. I met, I met the met, legendary you met, but it's, it's you pronounced Auntie. Well, I'm yeah, from New yeah, England, so I say right. Auntie. Right. Auntie. <laughs> like my Auntie Mo in New Hampshire. Yeah, that's what I was um, saying. Yeah, no, it was great. We stayed at a hostel full of incredibly cute girls from all over the country. He actually met. A really cute Finnish girl and two Finnish dudes from Helsinki. Also, um, so we went to Amsterdam to meet Finnish people. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I've never seen so many Finnish people in one room. It was great, and um, we did a lot of stuff. We we did this fantastic World War II walking tour, where um, you walk all the way across Amsterdam and you go to the Jewish quarter, and then it gets really depressing once you get to the Jewish quarter. But you know that's World War II. <laughs> That's World War II is very. I was sipping a beer, so I couldn't make a sound reaction to that. But wow, yeah, it was actually an incredibly fascinating way to see the town because you know you have like this huge line in front of the Anne Frank House, but you can get this personalized tour with a professor from the University of Amsterdam about the history of Amsterdam. It's so do you just go around the whole time? What? I don't understand you. What? <laughs> or did, did no, he... yeah, he spoke freaking Dutch. No, it was um. No, it actually, everyone there speaks perfect English, so you know. <laughs> I'm sure they speak much better than I can. Yeah, I'm sure the grammar's better than I After can. After three dogfish heads, of course. And um, it was, just, just, just yeah, one ish. We went to the Van Gogh Museum, which was actually being remodeled. So it was in a Hermitage Museum, which was a museum that full has, of hermits. Yes. No, it, it, if my Dutch is correct. <laughs> yeah, I believe that's how it translates. Yeah, it's a old Dutch word. Um, it's actually uh, the Hermitage is just stuff from. So the you, were the green, you were in the Greenlight District. You know, it'd be great if I actually could say something here, Jeff. I'm, I'm just saying. Listen, as your co-host. Hey. Hey. <laughs> seven people are listening. Okay. So. Thank you, seven people. Hi. Um, so you're not going to say anything? Okay. Right. Um, no, I'm not say well, anything. It's all stuff from the Hermitage I'm, Museum in St. Petersburg. I'm so. going to bring it back to cars because, I mean, it's oh, still the Oh, the cars, podcast. yes. Well, well I, no, hold on. I know that, that Auntie has been posting some cars. Right. And I'm sure you were sitting right next to him going... Like, oh, yeah, yeah, take a lower shot. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, fuck Jeff. He's actually here anyway. <laughs> that's but, what we said the entire time. Yeah, I'm sure. No, yeah, but, I'm, um, sure he, I'm sure my name came up once. I'm, I'm proud of the guy. He's uh, he's contributing to Road and Track now. He's writing for, like, five different magazines in Finland, which is great. And he's got a lot of material there. He went to two car museums in the Netherlands. He went to this, a place called the the Lowen Museum, the Lowering Museum or something like that, which was amazing. The Lowering Museum? It's like Stance Nation. It's Stance Nation. <laughs> no, we took a ton of pictures. They have... Any car you can imagine. They got like a Tucker. They have all these 935 Porsches, 917s and stuff. They have some really weird, uh, obscure Tatras. More obscure Ooh. than regular Tatras. What? Yeah, prototypes. Than a Prototype Tatras. Who knew? And then he also went to the Doff Museum in Ireland. Yeah, which is full of rally trucks. When, and what about the Fop Museum? No, well, hold on now. <laughs> no, I don't think they have a Fop Museum because they don't give a shit about Fop. Because Doff clearly won that battle. Now, speaking of travel, uh, Jeff, I know you've traveled quite a bit. I have. In the 30 seconds that I've known you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, it, it was fun talking to you before the podcast, and it sounds like you've traveled. Uh, I understand you've been to Russia. I have been to Russia, yeah. And what did you get to drive in Russia? Oh, Russia, fresh off the plane from Russia. 
uh, ran into someone who, uh, by any all, all uh, sites of the imagination, you'd think Russian. Uh, never, you would never think automotive journalist, but it turns out she was driving the BMW X3. Uh, which wasn't week, out yet. Which wasn't out yet. We pick it up at BMW's press center, which, you, you know, oh, well, that's gone. Um, you, uh, that's you, you pick up the car there, and she says, here, you take the keys, you, you're going to drive us home. And it's like, where, where is home? <laughs> and you pull onto a Russian freeway. Everyone is doing uh, either 80 miles an hour or is on the side of the road in a Lada. Uh, it's 20 oh, miles. So many Ladas. So many Ladas. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a dream. <laughs> got so wistful for a second there. I did. I, that was for Camille. Camille, if you're listening, eventually, oh, Ladas. So many Ladas. Uh, so how was the X3 perfectly pothole sized for Russia? X3 or? was perfectly pothole sized, but before you can get to any potholes, the, the you, if you think LA traffic is bad, uh, just try multiplying that by by four or five times. Wow! And you you sit in traffic. People who have money don't even drive; they take a helicopter and they fly over the traffic. Oh, that's awesome! But yeah, being in a bulletproof BMW uh, was—it was bulletproof. Was, was that, it really? That's another story. Oh wow! Yeah. Now this got interesting. Uh, Blake, have you ever driven uh, in Russia? No. no, 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 in China. <laughs> um, okay, I did once, but it was to learn manual, and it was in like a field. Oh, like, yeah, it wasn't like learn. through traffic. I'll no, but like, like on, on one of your recent trips, you haven't gone back. Like, oh, cool, I want to get in a Geely. Oh man, I should. Yes, you should. Geely. No, no, I did tour the GM Shanghai plant once, which is cool. They were building, they were building ninety-eight Buick Regals there, and this was only like two years ago. So you know, but you know, that's what they do. They they're also building the Buick LaCrosse there, like the last one with the the bug eyes. It's a shame that they're wasting their time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so. You know, I, I think we've had a, a, an enjoyable podcast this evening. Yes. Uh, Blake, so. it's a pleasure to have you back. Jeff, it's a thank you for joining us. Pleasure to meet you. Uh, please, same here on my end. Uh, Blake, thank you for bringing your terrible beer. I'm glad I brought my own. <laughs> that and we will see <laughs> you good. guys next week. Blake, yeah, definitely. take us out. All right. I just set you up. I don't know <laughs> what you're going to say. <laughs> Nothing. Good night. <laughs>